Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's the first show of 2019 here at To The Point, and we've got someone straight from Times Square here in our studio. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. All right, you guys, welcome on in to the first episode of To The Point with Kristen Burt here in 2019. And I'm so excited to kick off this new year with someone who was a part of the million-dollar winning crew, The Lab. You've been here before, but this is your first time solo. Trey Rego. First solo, yes. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. And I, I do want to let everyone know, I requested Trey when we had The Lab on for the second time, yes, and yes. you weren't available. Yeah. So we yeah. got you solo. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. Even better. Exciting. Yes, and I was joking with you straight out of Times Square. You didn't like yeah. just fly no, over yeah, here. It wasn't like like an hour ago. Like it was a few days ago. <laughs> but basically, basically, but basically, you rang in the new year in Times Square. Yeah. Tell us about it because this mean, is pretty epic. Yeah, it's one of those things where you kind of grow up. Like I just remember all all my life growing up. You kind of just turn on the TV and you see it. You see the ball drop. You see people dancing, singing, and it's something that you don't really realize how capable you are of doing it and how even though it seems so far away, how, like, you can actually do it. And just to be there and achieve it and just be dancing in the rain, it was just an <laughs> awesome feeling. And it's something that I think even now, looking back, even though it was, like, a, a week ago, I still feel like it didn't happen. I still feel like it's, it's a dream. Yeah, a I, dream come true. And I think for a lot of dancers, performing at the Super Bowl and performing in Times Square yes. on New Year's is a bucket list item. Bucket list, for You're sure. now 16, correct? Yes, 16, oh, yeah. I love this. All right, so I, I'm, everyone's growing up before my eyes. I'm like, I, I think know, I met you getting... when you were 14. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's pretty incredible. Like, 16, check, done. Yeah, it's super awesome knowing that, not even just with the dance, just with many other things, like, let's say, singing or uh, music. Well, that's basically the same thing. But, like, there's just so many different options for even kids to be able to achieve things that some adults haven't done yet. And that's just awesome that the arts are just providing so many opportunities. And there's just so many new opportunities with the way the world's evolving and with the new generation coming up. It's just exciting to be a part of it. Um, How was that weather? Because we did see that it was a downpour. Was it slippery on the stage at all? Oh, yeah. It was pretty slippery. It felt like I was – we were, like, on, like, a – a slip and slide, but <laughs> the surface was kind of rough, so it kind of equaled out. It oh, was good. a little bit of like good friction, but it was kind of slippery too. So it was like a mix of both. It was like kind of like your hallway when you're in socks. You are my favorite trickster. Did you have you. to curtail some of your yeah, tricks? We had to, yeah, it's always uh, whenever you're on stage, you always safety is always first, mm-hmm. and you um, if you have room and you have the capability and the stage allows it, then you go for it, go and do whatever you want to do. But if you have restrictions and safety issues, then you have to oblige and do what you need to do and i'm glad to hear that because yeah. I, well it is it's funny my image of you is just you flying over yeah. the stage yeah. and world of dance yeah. <laughs> yeah for things like that when there's no restrictions we just we go all out we go we push ourselves to the limit but when there's restrictions you still um you follow those guidelines but you also still want to put on a good show and entertain yeah you know uh, when we had val here val ramirez of course from the lab she was saying you have no fear you just go and you do 
in a situation like that, if you had to do like a 540 on stage, yeah. would you have been oh, yeah. fearful? Okay. For, I wouldn't have been fear, fearful of it. I think I would just be more excited to do it just because I, yeah, <laughs> I don't have that gene. A, yeah. It's, it's, I think over time, when I first started doing stuff like that, it was, there was a little bit of like fear involved. But I think as time's gone forward, you realize how, yes, it's dangerous, but also the payoff and just the, the risk factor in it is what sometimes excites you. And that's just how it is for me. Like doing those things on stage is fun, and like the risk of like, oh, like hopefully this hits. You know, that's kind of a adrenaline rush for me. Wow. See, yeah, I just don't have that. Yeah, I- it's, a, it's a weird thing. <laughs> and you're younger too. I think as you get a little older, the uh, not, understanding get, of yeah, fear you get some sense, and you realize because <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I was a I was a pretty strong skier when I was a kid, and I would just uh-huh. go down the hills, not even worrying whether I was able to handle a bunch yeah, of moguls yeah. or anything else mm-hmm. like that. But as I get older, I'm like, oh, okay. This is a calculated risk. If I go yeah, down this I, hill, I might get hurt doing this. Maybe, yeah, yeah. You think about it a little yeah. bit more. So mm-hmm. maybe I needed to learn tricks. Yeah, that's, I think it's because since I started with uh, younger, I didn't really have that process of like maybe I shouldn't try this yet. I think now at this age, I kind of like some things. I think in my head like, well, let's think about it. <laughs> but like when I first started, like at ten years old, doing those things, I wasn't thinking about. It. I was like, okay, let's just try it. Let's Are you the kid happens. that has had stitches like all over? It- Surprisingly. No? No. Most boys have it, like, right like under a, their chin. Right, my yeah. dad has that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, not there's no wood, but, like, knock on wood, I've, I've gratefully never gotten, like, extremely hurt. I've just, Good. like, twisted ankle, twisted knee, sprains, nothing no crazy. Like, I've never, like, broken a bone, stitches. I'm lucky enough to have never gotten hurt like okay. that. But knock wood. Knock on wood. Yes. This is fake wood. Not fake glass. This is wood. <laughs> well, this is underneath wood. here, right here. Wood. This is wood. Yes. We're going to be superstitious on that because yes. we want you to stay healthy yes. in 2019. Yeah. Um, how old were you when you started doing tricks or learning tricks like this? I Well, I remember when I was super, super little, right, right when I was getting into dancing in general, I started when I was around five, mm-hmm. but I'd say around the age of like three it was like the first time I like just tried something but that was just like being a little kid like oh let me just do this off the couch and your parents are thinking now we need to get you into a gym or a studio yes that's when i started getting into a studio but i didn't really start like practicing and training and like tumbling and tricks like that until i was 10 years old okay so you've got you're really good you just you have a natural ability don't you yeah it kind of it was a natural kind of journey and process of going throughout it kind of just started to come to me Mm -hmm. and I think the realizing how easy it was just made me want to like keep going I think that's how it is for a lot of people when you like find something that you're good at and it's easy to kind of like progress with you want to keep going and see how far you can go I'm just amazed just thinking about it. So um, when did you sit there and realize, because I, I consider it kind of like the signature tray move when you're just like flying over yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's for How sure. old were you when you learned that? Hmm. I'd say the actual skill itself, I was around 12, 13. Wow. But to the, I don't think to the extent of like going off of people and like going over things. Desks. Yes, that wasn't a thing <laughs> until more of like this past two years. That's when like when we started doing NBC's World of Dance, that's when we started like elevating things and going over stuff, going off of people. That's when like the tricks started to get more intense. But the skills I'm doing is stuff that I've kind of known for a few years now. And of course, you're you're still growing. Have you had to adjust a little bit? Because that, it's yeah, hard. It's been it's been hard recently because I've been growing a lot more. And as I've gotten older, you kind of have to be a little more careful because you're not as like flimsy and like noodle so you can't just smack on the ground and get back up right but yeah when you get lengthier and you weigh more it takes more out of you to do stuff so you just have to 
kind of like I, I like to once every few so often do everything I know just to make sure I can still do it. Right. Just so then like your body is adapting to it again. Let's say like I grew five inches, then I need to make sure like my knees are still able to like support all that new weight. And so we have to do everything. I don't think people realize too. Timing is different. It happens to dancers yeah. and gymnasts. And, oh yeah, everything's yeah. different. Whenever you grow, you kind of have to. Sometimes it's just a natural process. You kind of just happens like without you thinking about it. But other times you kind of have to work for it, and you have to like adjust yourself to this new body you're in. Right. You're like timing wise, it used to go like this, but now I'm taller. So so I, now I have to think about it different and not do what I'm used to. But right, if yeah. you're counting in your head, it might be a different count. Yeah, now. now you have to switch it up and just adapt to it that's unbelievable yeah how old were you when you got to the lab and started training with them i was 10 years old when i got there okay so when i when i started there is when i started um you started training, doing tricks or tricks. your big tricks yeah yeah. that's when i really uh started like intensely training with dance i danced before that i started when i was five and i kind of just like i was at studios just training just having fun as a little kid doing mostly hip-hop doing or? hip-hop doing break dancing just curious as any other kid is that they just want to like do stuff and i was just into it and then as i started getting older and once i got to the lab that's when i kind of found like the passion passion for it just seeing all the people around me and just being around it so much with this new team i was a part of it just i fell in love with it and it just took off from there was it an instantaneous like fall in love moment when you got to I the would, studio? I would say so. I remember my first time walking in, I was walking into a hip-hop class, and it wasn't, it wasn't a big class. It, there was maybe 10 people in there at most, and we were just in there. And the second I walked in, I just, like, I felt like I didn't know anyone's name. I didn't know anyone there, but I just felt like I needed to be right there, and I felt like I knew them. Felt like and home. It felt like home, exactly. And then when we started dancing, I was by far not good at all, just all over the place, but it just felt... <laughs> Right. It felt like that's what I should be doing, and I, that feeling's never gone away. So did you start with, like, one class, and all of a sudden it's ten classes? Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was a it was like a two-week, maybe a month process of me, like, taking classes, like, maybe once or twice a week um, there. And then after some time, they, they went up to my mom, and they were talking about her, about how they wanted, like, to add me onto the team. And that was awesome, because, like, when I first got there, that was, like, in my head. I was like, well, hopefully... This is so cool. Yeah, right? I was like, hopefully I can get onto this team. And then... Um, oh, it took like a month of me just taking classes and for them to like notice me in the studio. And that's when they asked me to be a part of it. It's a big deal. I love what, I love what you guys have at that studio. Yeah, I love awesome. the environment. So awesome. You guys are all incredibly polite and smart and talented. Thank you. Thank you. you know, Thank it you. really is. It, it makes a mark. And, you know, every single time I've interacted with you guys, I'm so impressed. I walk away thank going, you. I want to be more like that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we've learned uh, some from a lot from our families and a lot from them, too, just from everything we've been through. And, yeah, directors, parents, family, siblings, each other, dancers, just how important it is to stay, uh, try to be as good of a person as you can be no right. matter what, no matter what success comes your way, no matter what downfalls, just to always stay yourself. And I think something that's been really interesting, and I've, I've seen it on my side, in 2018, I featured so many young dancers under 18, because we had Dancing with the Stars Juniors, yeah. we had World of Dance. Yeah. It was really an incredible time, and uh, besides the audiences wanting to see more of you guys and learning more of your story, mm -hmm. um, it's really fascinating to see how you guys are all handling the fame, uh, the social media. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of pressure on you guys at times. Yeah, there's a, I think it's sometimes it doesn't get to your head, but sometimes you start to realize that there is, you kind of have a job to do it because there's so much pressure on you, but it's also your job to know that that pressure is put on by yourself and you need to 
just not let it get into your head and just take it with pride and do the best you can with it and make do, good choices and do good with it do good with the people you have and lead them in the right direction or inspire and just do good for them. Is so many people look up to you. It's it's incredible because I, I had Sean and Casey on this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bailey was in here right. uh, before so many, the end of the year. Yeah, so many people look up to all of them, and it's important for everyone to just stay level headed and stay going in the right direction. Yeah, and your followers, they're great. They they slide into my DMs and they're like, <laughs> I think because I get to sit next to you, so I'm very fortunate. Um, and they're like, we love Bailey or Trey or Sean and Casey. Yeah. And they, you know, they want to know, you know, what, what are they like in real life? I'm like, they're uh-huh. fantastic. This is why I continue to feature everyone mm-hmm. on the show. But the fans, that's what I love too, is the fans that, that follow all it's, of you are so that, sweet. That's one of the best parts, just knowing that you're you're doing what you love and it's reaching people that you never thought you'd be able to. You never, like I never thought I'd be able to reach people, let's say in the Philippines or just anyone in general. You'd never think when you start out that you're going to be able to inspire other people because you are once inspired and you still are. But just to know that you're doing that for other people is one of the best parts about it. And what inspired me, I have to say is how the lab and all of you together came together as a team took what you learned in season one. And I loved when I had you guys on after season one, you, you weren't disappointed. You said Not this was all. a learning experience. We were out of the cut. It yeah. happened. Um, and I thought, I was like, I'm mad. I thought you guys should go on. <laughs> um, you guys <laughs> handle it better than I did. And, but the way you prepared for season two, you yeah. treated your bodies no, and yeah. the skills like you were in exactly. the Olympics. Yeah, ex- that's exactly how, even as of now, we're still training as if they like to call it the, the Olympics of dance. Mm-hmm. Um, we... After season one, we kind of recollected our thoughts and realized that if we wanted to go at it for another time, we needed to come back a trillion times better. So we upped our training, upped our mental game, upped everything we could just so then we could be prepared coming in again. Look at how tiny. Um, wait, that was season two. If we go back to the other photo, then look at how tiny you guys were. We were oh season one, Lord. you were itty bitty. Be- so tiny. <laughs> because that was January, February 2017, if I'm correct. That's a, that's yeah, two, that and was then, two years ago. Right. Wow. Unbelievable just to see the growth. Yeah. How did you feel? Because obviously you, you grew, you were 10, I believe, for season one and then 15 in season two as a crew. Yes. Yeah, yes. we grew in numbers. So how did you feel when Val approached saying, I think we need to add some numbers? I, I really liked her idea of adding on people because more people means more, more, obviously more dancers on stage and more dancers means more strength and more volume and it fills up the stage more. And I was just glad that we're going to have more and more is always better. And once I got to find out who the people were, a lot of them I already knew. Mm-hmm. And so I, I loved those people already. And so it was awesome to add more people into the family and just more people to tag along with this great experience. Now you had two itty bitties up there in front. And oh, I, yes, the two little ones, <laughs> the two little ones, um, every single time that I saw them right there, right there, the front row, yeah. um, I was amazed at how they were keeping up with what you yeah. guys were doing. And some of you were 15, 16, 17 at that point. That's mm-hmm. a big age span when you're about yeah. 8 to 10. It's, it's still crazy to all of us just to know what they went through with all of us. Because even for me, like it was one of the hardest like experience I've been through with dance and just with the intensity of everything. And to know that someone half my age did the same thing, no problem, <laughs> is like it makes me like, oh my god, like I need to step up my game. And they were just very willing and ready to go and they just pushed their hardest to match up to us and they did it so well it was amazing would they get tired because they are younger and sometimes i wonder if situations were overwhelming to them there's times where you kind of your natural kid energy comes out and they'll just like keep going keep going (laughs) like how kids run around for hours (laughs) sometimes it's like that but then sometimes it gets down to like 
they're still young. They have tiny bodies, so they can't exert as much energy as we can. So it comes down to points where you need to realize, like, the age difference. You need to cater a little bit. But they didn't do it often. They just tried to push them up to our level, and they did that every time. So they kind of they were treated like adults, basically. We were all treated like adults in the whole process. Well, I think Val does that too. Now, were you assigned? I feel like she said she assigned one little person with a big person just to check in every kind once of, in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It was more of a not like a verbal like cue of like, okay, this is your kid. This is your kid. <laughs> this is your kid. Uh, even though I call like AJ, he's the one that had the mohawk. He was. I called him like my son, like my kid. But um, I love it. Yeah, he was kind of like my kid. I would like check in on him and make sure he's always on his A game. And if he's ever feeling down, I would always try to talk to him and just try to motivate him even during practice to keep working hard and keep pushing. Is AJ my my little like groover in the front all the he time? He is. That's I, him. I went back and rewound every single lab routine because he'd be in the front and he'd just be Grooving feeling out, the music. And it. I'm like, he is so into he's that. He's so into He's amazing. It Crazy really talented. is incredible. Yeah. And so talk about um, the regimen you guys had in terms of getting ready for season two. You knew you were on the show, but I believe I was like, this is the nutrition plan. This yes. is the sleeping plan. Yes, yes. Um, it started the... The nutrition and the sleep didn't start right away, but we started preparing for season two in November. Okay, of 2017. In 2017. Because you taped in 2018. Yes, yep. so we started preparing in November. That's when we started learning material and starting to get into it. And then once I think once we got into the end of November, into December, that's when like the diet came in. That's when, because there would be times where we'd come from like a little break, like from Thanksgiving break, where you have time to eat. And all that where Christmas cookies, yeah, where we'd come back and we kind of be a little slower and a little draggy, and that's when they realize like we need to like have better like nutrition, a better diet, so then our bodies can function a little bit better and smoother and operate better all together in like the mental game, physical game. So that's when it started happening. During it was more in the beginning process of it, also kind of throughout the whole process of the show, even and while we're competing and dancing, that's when the nutrition wasn't like a. A job for us like it, it didn't feel as much of a task because we were already used to it from the preparation before right so just the only like task during was just the actual dancing and all of those challenges that were all right there but the whole like diet nutrition and sleep was already a challenge we faced in the beginning and you have to get all the parents on board too you oh yeah can't be like yeah, you can't slip your kid a bunch of candy bar no yeah you can't <laughs> um it's just as hard for the kids as it is the parents because the parents have to make sacrifices too. They right. have to get their kids to the studio. They have to supply those healthy foods for their kids because it's so it's easy to just go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac on the way back home. Yeah, I like a good In-N-Out burger. Yeah, me too. Just <laughs> I had it before I got here. Um, but yeah, it takes a lot of sacrifice for the parents to be willing to just go in it with their kids. They're kind of competing too in a way because they're doing their own things that. Um, I don't even know where I'm going. With well, that. it but takes yeah. it takes time out of their own lives right. too. If they're working, yes. preparing for the holidays, whatever it is, yeah, they have exactly. To make sure they have to kind of like put their lives on hold, no matter what, their jobs. They have to put everything on hold. Their other kids, they have to put it on hold, so then they can cater to you and what you need because that's what that's kind of what you need when you're going through a process like this. And yeah, kudos to the parents because it would not have happened without them. That's even right. during the process, being in the hotels, parents had food ready. 
It was awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. The support means a lot too because you need yes. yes, you need to get physically to point A to point B, but yeah, you also need the emotional support. Yes, yes, it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible. You need every element of everything. You need that. You need health. You need the skill. You need the support from your friends, family, coaches, teammates. Yeah. When it you have a bad day, you need someone to go, buddy. You, it's you gonna need, be fine. Yeah, you need Here's someone a hug. to give you a hug, pat you on the back but then kick you in the butt and send you back. Now, how many siblings do you have? I know you have a sister. Yes, I have two sisters. Two sisters. How were they in this process? Because I know one of your sisters, you know, she's, I think it was her senior year and everything. So there's a lot going on. um, Yes, one of my sisters is a senior now. Um, It was hard, not even just for me, just for everyone, because you spend so much time away from home. I rarely saw them. There'd be a good, let's say, month, month and a half where I wouldn't see them. And during the process of it, it was hard, but I think it was harder after just realizing how much time was lost Mm -hmm. and how much of their lives you kind of missed out on. Same thing with like your parents and all that for me. Um, But then you kind of realize and they were so supportive of me. Like they would have me send me texts like when I was before I competed, like thinking about you, good luck all the time. And that just meant the world. And then just after being able to rekindle with them and just like share the experiences and sometimes my sister would be able to come and watch. Once in a while, she'd be able to come to one of the tapings and watch me dance, and that that meant the world just to know that they still got to be included in some ways, and I still got to see them sometimes. Oh, that's good. I, I just want to throw out to anyone, if you are in the Southern California area and they're taping World of Dance, it's a long taping day, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but the stage is so cool yeah. and oh, unbelievable yeah. and amazing. It's they awesome. moved sound stages, too, for season three. Yes, 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 did. it's The backstage area is huge. Humongous. Yes. Oh, Humongous. I don't think I'm allowed to say, but I was like, yes, you've seen it. Haven't you? I've seen it. Yes. That's all we can say. <laughs> that's I've all we can it. say. You've seen, I've it. seen it. I was like, can I? Nope, I can't. Yeah. Uh, Cause we did a set visit and we saw, um, we met the new host, Scott Evans. That yeah. is out. That is public. That is yes. allowed to be seen. Yes. Uh, we, we visited with Derek and Neo. Um, so it was, but to see the way the cameras move and yeah, to see, it's, it's a whole new setup. It's, it's pretty similar to the last season and the season before, but it's like every season they're getting better, and they took it to a whole new ne- level this year. Yeah, there's some exciting things to come. I can't tell you guys what, but there's something with the duels that I think yes. really elevates it to yes. another level. And I also think it makes the competition a little more fair. And it does. When that it is does. explained, this will all make sense to you guys. But I yeah. appreciate that they did this. Yeah, they, they really listened to the feedback they were getting the past two seasons about specifically that round. And mm-hmm. sometimes with the people that were being eliminated. But, right. Um they listened to the feedback and they did what they could to make it a little more fair. And it's good. It's really good. So, uh, and I heard that, I, I didn't see that run, but I heard a lot of people say that it was some of the most exciting moments of yeah. the entire oh, yeah. season. So I think there's some really good things to look mm-hmm. forward to. I want to talk about choreography because I think the lab took choreography to another level yeah. for things that it just was one of those. I If I watched that uh, Lemon <laughs> it was nerd, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. If I watch that routine one more time, I mean, my like laptop is probably going to burn out because it's so good. We do have it up here. We'll play it. Um, and I, I, we had played it when the you know um, Sweets and Logan and Val were here after you guys won. But mm-hmm. I felt like if I didn't bring it up again because there's a couple major tricks in here that you do. Yeah, that was that was for sure for me at least one of the most intense rounds of like my body just being pushed to the limit because there was so many there's videos all over the internet of like times where I've fallen doing things Boom. like this. Yeah, th- there's so many moments of just so much risk and this is when it kind of all got pushed to a new limit. This is when I think that's the most intense I've ever done anything. 
Yeah, and I think Sweet said at one point in rehearsal, you kind of went over one of the desks and were like, I'm, I'm good. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it happened countless times where I fell on my back, fell on a desk, and then we just got to get up and keep going because we had there was no time to kind of sit there and like worry about it. You kind of just had to move on and worry about it after. Well, and there's so many technical elements in making sure not only that the desks move, but that the backpacks move. Yeah. Uh, sometimes yes. they're on your back. Sometimes they're yeah, you guys are flipping over them. There's so much that went into it. It was almost like uh, the dancing was what we got out of the way first. And there we go. Boom. <laughs> yeah, the dancing was almost the the secondary because we kind of had the confidence in ourselves to be able to execute the dancing. So we got that out of the way first, and then we coordinated, okay, the desks moving, the backpacks, the tricks. The signs. So you spend more time on the more difficult and tedious things because we had a confidence built up over the years of like, okay, we, we feel like we'd be able to execute the, the choreography in itself. Now to add to it, we need to work on those things more. I've got to imagine some of the rehearsals were a little tedious because yeah, it has to be. You have to be over here by four. This has to happen on oh, five. Oh, yeah. There's, there's times where a good multiple hours were just spent on, okay, they count, they move the desk, stop. If you're not in the right spot, do it again. Stuff like that. Or like an hour or so just on the desks coming down at the end. There's so many different parts or even the backpack getting thrown. There's so many different parts that just took so long. But I think that's what's the beauty of it in the end because uh, not everyone sees like the whole process, any routine you ever see. There is some do have a long process, some don't. But it's beautiful to see like the outcome of everything, even though we did. Yeah, you got to experience it. And in the moment, it feels so like dreadful and tedious. But then once you watch it back, you realize like, I don't regret any of that. This is a routine, and I think I go back to season one, and I think of Keone and Mari and uh, some of the routines that they did, and we'll always remember it. I think from season two, this is going to be one that people will go back to over and over again. And when we were initially breaking it down on World of Dance on After Buzz during the season, I said, everyone, start watching everyone in the background. They are um, under the desk. They're moving the backpacks. Watch what they're doing. There's never a time on stage where you're just like, breathing you, you ha- can't zone out in that no dance. you can never zone out if you zone out you might miss something so you have to throughout the you have to be focused the whole time ready to go do what you need to do even if you're not dancing you're moving something you're helping you're doing something to stay busy and help the whole picture unbelievable uh, this was a dietrich piece is that correct yes, yes. so w- dietrich really added a whole other element to the choreography yeah, he, he really elevated what he really elevated val's vision of what she wanted and he just took it to a whole, whole nother level and the the concepts of his choreography the tricks he put together the props the Everything he added to it just made it so crazy and just elevated to a whole nother level. I ho- actually hope that he submits this and several of the other routines for an Emmy oh, nomination, correct? Yeah. I, think uh, that, that, I think that's happening. That should happen. Yeah, that should happen. It won't be now. The cycle It'll won't be, be till May 2018 May, yes. for the submission. But 2019. I don't know what year it is. Yeah. May 2019. But I do think that this is some of the best work I've seen out of him and yeah. and one thing well, he's already an Emmy winner by the way but for Quest Crew but <laughs> yeah. he understands how to choreograph for the TV and the cameras yeah, he's become very good and aware of like stage on on film on TV because he's well he's won America's Best Dance Crew with Quest Crew twice now and he did So You Think You Can Dance and he did So You Think You Can Dance so he's had so much experience in front of cameras and on dance TV competitions and so he kind of brought all of his expertise in for this and just gave all the advice he could. And, yeah, just worked. 
And, and choreography-wise, I don't think Dietrich's got a lot of play, but Sienna also does a lot of... Yes, Sienna and Andrew Elam, they also... They had more of the actual dancing choreography. Mm-hmm. They did most of that, and he did more of the... He did the tricks and the kind of the whole um, build of the routine. Like, he'd say, okay, we need we need dancing here. We need the transition here to go into the trick. We need the props. He did more of that, and mm-hmm. then if he didn't like a piece of choreography, he might change it himself. Or he'd have Sienna or Andrew change it, but they had more of like like the dancing parts. That was that was Sienna and Andrew. Even for all of the routines, it was mostly them. It was just the whole concept of the whole routine and the build and the tricks was what he did. And that's good to know, just because it's not just one no, yeah, person. Yeah. It was, it's a team. Yeah, and I there's think... a whole creative team behind all of it, and credit goes to a lot of people for many things. Everyone was um, great for what they did. Everyone did something different and contributed in their yeah, own way. Without their contribution, it, it wouldn't w- look like this. It wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, everyone was needed. Uh, everyone's contribution was needed to be able to pull it off. And the other piece that I pulled up uh, is uh, we played the song at the beginning with uh, Waiting on the World to Change. That was Divisional Final. That was no the, fi- no, it was World was, Final. That was a world final. World final, yes. yes. I'm correct. Mm-hmm. That was divisional final for yeah. the Dusk one, and then this is... And this is the world, world final. final. Yes. Uh, and the one the thing I loved about this aspect of it, it just... I love that you guys came in with so many different levels this year. Yes. You hit us over the head, then you do a softer piece. Yes. And it was... Yeah, this year we were... Uh, we really wanted to focus on our variety. We, I, we felt like last season... Well, Season one, that we kind of came in with the same attack mode every single mm-hmm. time, like just like the whole like aggressive, angry, mad we're face. Here. <laughs> we're here, like all super aggressive, but um, we wanted to show our variety and different sides of us that no one ever knew before, and mm-hmm. that really started with our routine based off of Leilani and her story. That's where it started for us, and just from there, we kind of kept going. We wanted to keep pushing ourselves to new limits and just to keep opening up in different ways and just. Um, exploring our art form and just kind of expressing ourselves in ways we never knew we could. And, and I love this because there's a ton of props. And again, if a prop lands in the wrong place, it messes everything up. Got, and you can't go back to the beginning. Oh, yeah. this is, there's, is that AJ right there in the front? That was Aiden. Aiden. Okay, that so that was Aiden one. who was like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We're both insane. I love that moment. Oh, wait, let's do a couple tricks there. Okay. <laughs> no big deal. Um, how did you feel in. The world final because you know what's at stake at this point. Yeah, it was a, it was one of the weirdest emotional roller coasters I've ever been on because in the moment of it, you have the feelings of so, so many things are at stake. If I if I miss this flower, if I miss this, if I don't grab that, then we don't win. We don't win the entire show we just worked our whole year for. But then it's also the feeling of we've worked so hard up to this point. We've done all the work. Now we just need to enjoy it. It's going to happen. We Even if it doesn't happen, it's okay. We did our best. And in the moment, right in the moments right before, I speak for me. I don't. I'm, I can't feel what everyone else is feeling. Right. But f- <laughs> for me, in that moment, I wasn't worried. I wasn't. But it wasn't like, a, oh, we're going to win. It was just a breathe. We've rehearsed this. We've rehearsed this. Muscle memory's no, there. No need to stress. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. That's how it's meant to be. And... This is a moment, and just got to live in it. Yeah, I, I wonder what, for the little ones, <laughs> do I, they understand? I can't imagine what they're going through in their head. I don't know if it was, uh, okay, what's going on, or if, it was, or if they, I, I'd like to think that they were aware, because they're extremely smart, talented kids. I feel like they were very aware of what was going on. They knew. I think they knew the stakes, but I wonder, yeah. uh, you know, as you get a little older, you're like, a million dollars. Yeah, I think for a, a lot of us, it was <laughs> the money in the end was never really um, what was in our eyes because 
once again, we're all really young, so we don't we barely like have money ourselves. So we right. don't, we don't really <laughs> you have know, to ask dad for a ten. <laughs> we don't really know the concept of money as adults do, and so the adults in the competition have a better understanding mm-hmm. of like what the reward is and what the risks are. And for us, it was kind of like a well. We just want to do our best and spread light and do our best and spread messages to the world. We weren't, we didn't know the risk of not winning the money or right. winning the money would do. And especially for them, they still, I think they still don't really know like how much that was and how much. <laughs> it's a lot won. of zeros. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even for me, like I've never had to deal with that much money, so you kind of don't know until you see it. You don't really understand how big of a deal it is to it's there. Right, and and I've. We've talked a lot about this on the show, and they, I don't know why they don't talk about it on the show, but there was a prize for winning divisional finals of $50,000. Yes, yes. Uh, and I asked when I was visiting season three, I said, are we going to tell people that they win 50000 Because I think for an audience member to know, oh, okay, yeah. even if they didn't come in first, yeah. they walk away with something yeah, really that'd wonderful. Be, that'd be interesting for them to add it like into the series of the episodes, just kind of inform the viewers. I think that'd be nice just for them to know that it's not just the winner that's getting the payout or the reward. There's you're getting rewarded throughout the process for your your achievements throughout. And I think that's what was also great is, yes, you didn't win first place, but you still get a reward for being there and going through everything they went through too. So you still get a reward too. I think that's awesome. I think it's great. I, I hope that they do. And they yeah. didn't have an answer for me when I asked mm. when I visited mm-hmm. uh, in the fall, but they said maybe. And I'm like, oh, please do because I think that. The fans of the show would love to know something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think they'd really like to know Yeah, that's the thing. Well, maybe they'll know now. Maybe they'll know now. I know. We've talked about it with Melvin, too, when he was here for S-Rank, yeah. oh, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Of and course. Michael Domeski, he was right. been here, too. Yes. So yes. just I'm like, have we had everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've pretty much had everyone on the show. Definitely so, yeah, yeah, so it's good. Um, in terms of what happens next, because when you win a million dollars, and then, of course, you can't talk about it, how do mm-hmm. you keep still focus like we have to go back to the studio we need yeah. to keep training we need to we can't rest on our laurels right no um even throughout the process of the show we even had thoughts of the money then just knowing what would happen after and we never um even if it did happen we didn't have any plans on like saving in that money and just like okay now we can kick back i don't maybe, have to work hard maybe anymore not, maybe not dance for like a few months maybe half a year it Eat was just donut. More, it was just more of okay we have this now we can use that to help others and just keep moving forward like we've always done. But now we have the support behind us that we can use for others and maybe ourselves if we need it. Mm-hmm. But it was more of, a, okay, now it's there. Not like, okay, let's use that. Right. So and, and everyone's not going out and buying Gucci belts. No, and- no, 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 yeah. It's not like, a, okay, now we get to splurge all this money and buy right. all this expensive stuff. It's more of, okay, now we have money to give back or give to our own dancers if we need it. It's just... It's there. It's not for us to just savor in. It's just there now. That's good, though, because I know yes. you, you, especially everyone at the lab, really wants to give back to the community. Right, and- right. It's more, it's never been for them about the money or the payout that they get from things. It's about um, uh, evolving the dance community and their community at the studio and the kids. And that's still the intention. So the money that they have is just going more towards whatever's needed for others, for them. If they need it, once family in a goes while. through hard times, can't pay. Yeah, it's, for lessons. it's not. It's not. It was never intentionally made to be for themselves and just to be savored in. And that I don't think that's ever going to be what it's used for, no matter what. That's good. How have things changed? Because certain things have changed. You got to perform in Times Square. Right. Yeah, I think it's been a more of a change in mindset more than anything for any of us. I'd say for me personally, just I like I. I think it was the day after. Um, the last taping I had, I went to a video shoot for a job and it's kind of that feeling of like, 
now you know that, okay, I can achieve things if I... I'm in the right place. I'm in the right place. I'm doing what I need to be doing. And if I, if I apply that hard work into anything else I do, then maybe I'll get outcomes like that with everything I do. So then it kind of switches your mindset into a new gear of like understanding that... Um, not that, okay, I did the hard work. Now I won. Now I'm chilling. Now that the hard work, I need to apply that to everything so I can get results like that in every aspect. That's pretty incredible. It's a good mindset because a lot of people do. Yeah, it's it's very easy to just think like, it's okay. It's easy to slide well, in. The ego takes over. It yeah, just happens. Yeah, you're like, well, I won. I'm, that's, I did my work. Yeah. What else do I need to do now? And that's called being human. Like people do have yeah. moments no, yeah, where your ego, a, yeah. we've all had those moments and you have to think, no, wait, I have to ground myself and right. realize right. what this is about and how mm-hmm. I can utilize all how of this for good. How you can use that for good. Exactly. What other opportunities has the lab had? From winning, we've um, we've done. I'd say to sum it up, we've done a lot of traveling, which has been awesome. A lot of people have had their first plane rides this year, <gasps> That's and great. yeah, it's been a lot of traveling. Um, to like, like, for example, we just went to New York for Times Square. Mm-hmm. We went to Florida. We went to Washington D.C. Um, yeah, we've just been doing a lot of tra- traveling recently. We have more traveling things in the future, so it's been a lot of being able to go to different places and just like connect with people there and fans and supporters and just people that love us. And it's been awesome. I love that because, you know, you do deserve a little bit of fun and and doing something like it's it's awesome to kind of like on these trips and let's say on the plane, you kind of realize like, like, well, we worked for this and like we get to in a way enjoy it, but still you have a job to do once you get there, but you get to kind of enjoy the work that you've put in just to know that there's more work to put in now after too, but you kind of get to enjoy a little bit of what you did, which is nice. Fruits of your labor. Which is nice. always yeah, like to say. That's nice once in a while. Not all the time, but I think it's healthy to do it once in a while to still like remember that you should get some reward for your hard you work. You guys are kids. You guys have to have fun. Yeah, I have to have fun <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Um, in terms of competing, are you guys still competing? I know you've done hip hop international. Yeah. Well, it, it's public now, but we're going to be competing at vibe juniors pretty soon. Yeah. And when is that? Coming it's up? February 10th. Oh, really soon. Yeah, it's it's coming up. So again, like the Olympic training, we're getting back into that. So, um, yeah, that's that's the next thing I know about. And that's going to be exciting. But yeah, they they, they don't want to take a step back from competing just because mm-hmm. of the show, because right. that's understandable. We won another competition and we're kind of going back to the same thing. But we're just being more like uh, we want to elevate anything we go into. Let's say like, people might say, well, why are you competing again? You already competed and won. And it's not about the winning part. It's about the, the whole, we, like the team as in general, just loves the environment, the being on stage. Fun. It's, it's fun. And it's also just the wanting to get back into it and just like proving to ourselves that we can still be the same people we were before and still compete and still, um, yeah, be the same dancers and people. Do you feel pressure? I've got to imagine there's a little bit of yeah, pressure. There's a, I'd say there's a lot more weight on and more risk than there ever has been with anything we do now let's say it's not even a a competition if it's a performance you Mm have um more expectation for anything you do just with like the reputation you have now so you can never show up and not do good which is a little scary to think about but then you just have to trust in what you can do and just what the training you have and so like for this competition coming up it's going to be it's going to be hard because we have to remember that the last thing people thought about us competing was winning World of Dance. So we have to match up to that and even go further than that. Yeah, that is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, but I think that's, just... it kind of, that's kind of what um, the lab works best off of, working off of 
pressure and risk. That's what we're known for. You guys have that edge. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you like outside of the lab? What would you like your 2019 to look like? Yeah. Well, um, starting off in this year in March, I'm going to be able to start traveling and teaching. And that's what I've always kind of been setting out and working for. Mm-hmm. So in this in 2019 is where I want to be able to really venture out on my own and start teaching and um, just like spreading my movement to others and I think that's awesome that I'm going to be able to be getting those opportunities this year but yeah hopefully that year is filled with teaching and sharing and spreading and whatever else comes with it how do you describe your dance and teaching style it's uh I've talked about it with some people that share the similar style it's it's kind of a mix of everything and it's called urban it's very like urban dance urban dance yep it's very new um, it's kind of something that's just been decided on the name a few years ago. So it's not- yeah, we talked about it with Keone and Mari right. when they were yeah, here. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've asked them about it. Um, it's a style that's a mix. You can find elements of hip-hop in there. You can find elements of contemporary in there. Mm-hmm. There's so many different elements in it, but you can't kind of like distinct it as like, oh, that's a hip-hop routine. You can say, oh, this part looks like it's originated from hip-hop, but there's so many different elements to it. And I think I've always had such appreciation for not just hip-hop because I've... I've done uh, not like as well trained as I am in hip hop with other things, but I've ventured out into like, contemporary salsa ballet. You told me you had a ballet class or two. Yeah, so, yeah. so <laughs> I've, I've always appreciated not just hip hop. I've appreciated the other forms of dance and just to be able to kind of incorporate everything I know into one is just awesome. And I think that it's a super cool thing to learn because you kind of get a taste of everything. If you go into someone's class like that, you don't like you might think you're you're doing a move, but then little do you know, you're getting a little bit of background into hip-hop and then contemporary into another style, into whacking, locking. So it's awesome to kind of incorporate everything into one. Everything's a real hybrid these days, which yeah, is I think really that's, incredible. That's, yeah, it's, it's just a hybrid of everything, and that's I think that's what everything really is now, and that's awesome. Everything's kind yeah. of fusing together. I was thinking, like, even on So You Think Now, when they're like, this, I'm contemporary, it's almost hard to even say that because... Yeah. Yes. There are elements of so many other types yes. of dance, hip hop. Of course, I always think of fiction. Fiction to me was always such a lyrical dancer. Yeah, he's a. I think of like like Lex too. He was here too, right? Lex. Yes. He's a good. He has like a fusion of like contemporary and hip hop in one. I love watching Lex dance. Yeah, it's me too. And if anyone has the opportunity to see him live, if you have, you know, at any time, if he does Shaping Sound again, I saw him on tour. Mm-hmm. I saw him in the tapings for So You Think. It's Incredible. pretty unbelievable he's to watch. insane. And insane. he still dances ballet, by the way. He just did Nutcracker down yeah. in Orange County. Right. So right. he's still keeping up those ballet chops. Yeah. Which is amazing. Um, who are your mentors? Who do you look up to? I have, um, I think there's a, there's a wide variety of people, but like I look up to so many different people. Um, but the ones that I work with are, mm-hmm. I work with Melvin. Love Melvin. Um, I work with Dietrich. Um, and yeah, I kind of go to other pe- different people all the time. And, but I'd say like just people I look up to in general, like Ian. He's Ian Eastwood. Keone and Mari look up to yep. him a lot. And yeah, just people like that. I just have so many different inspirations. Like Lex, I pull from so much and inspired by so many. But uh, I think Dietrich is one of the main ones that like, I'll find my inspiration from others and kind of just like share it with him. And he'll kind of like see it all and kind of like try to shape it up. And He's like, like, I got this idea. <laughs> yeah. So he'll kind of like, I'll share with him all these things I like. And like, oh, look at this. Look at this. I like that. I like that. What are these moves? I want this type of movement. And he'll kind of like clarify, clarify for me like what I'm thinking or like what I'm like trying to go for. 
And so I think he's one of the main ones for me that's really been helping me this year and past year. I, I could see that, too. I can see you guys bouncing ideas yeah, off of each well, other. Yeah, like always on car rides where we'll be bouncing ideas or even like at his house just like sharing ideas. He'll share his with my my with me with you <laughs> yeah with me and yeah it's just awesome to have someone to kind of bounce ideas and input off of so you're at this age where you have to start thinking about graduating from high school at a certain right. point right? right and are you thinking college are you thinking straight into dance it's a big decision it's a big decision i think it's a decision that um in some cases you kind of have to go through it to kind of figure it out mm-hmm. because you it's weird to say but Let's say, like, you get hurt, you know? You always have to remember, which some people say, like, if you have a plan B, that shows how much you believe in plan A. But just to be safe, you kind of have to have a backup mm-hmm. just in case. So I think it's good to kind of prepare yourself to be able to go into college. Like, for me, I'm, like, the classes I'm taking now, I'm prepared to go into college if dancing doesn't work out for me. But I'm also ready to work professionally, work professionally. or continue to work professionally. Yeah, You're already working continue professionally. That. But then also if... At some point, it stops working out or I can't physically do it anymore just to get into other things or step back onto my education and maybe pursue that now. So I think it's just good to kind of have kind of have your your hands in everything, just kind of ready to go with anything. I think that's the best way to put it, just to kind of be ready to go any which way. Are you homeschooled right now? I'm homeschooled. Yeah. most of, I think most dancers now. Yeah, it's become a, um, an, I wouldn't say easier path pathway but in a way it's it's a little more manageable because you have more time to focus on your dance but then with that more time with your dance that means that you still have to input that same amount of time with school so it becomes a weird balance it becomes harder than you think because when you have school in the from like 8 8 a.m to 3 p.m that's school mm-hmm. you go you do school but then when you have when you're at dance at 8 a.m then you have to do like school at 12 p.m. and then you have to do school later that day at nine. It kind of throws you off. So you kind of have to just like it's more of a mental game with yourself, just being determined enough to get it done yourself. It's interesting talking with all of the working dancers that are under 18 and still are required yeah. to go to school yeah, yeah. because um, we had JT Church in here and he said, yeah. I did a couple months of homeschooling and it wasn't for him. And so they found a yeah. school oh, yeah. Yeah, that did kind of half day. Yeah. And, and then other kids find that they don't love school and so they love doing homeschooling and then they love being on set because... Yeah, it's it's very different for everyone and it's kind of a... Uh, you can't really say, well, you should be doing this. You have it's to find of, your you way. Have to, like, in a way, you have to experience it yourself and kind of test the waters and see what works best for you. And for me so far, homeschooling's been one of the easiest things for me because um missing like two weeks or even on season one of the show missing a whole two months that was hard for me to be able to kind of just catch back up even though they right. gave you work it's not the same catching up it's to very what different. you were left behind on so kind of still being able to be in your school setting on set or doing whatever is easier for me and it's more manageable and if i remember you're a good student aren't you yes yes always. You're like, oh, hey that's great yeah and uh, you know that's the thing too i think dancers sometimes think i don't love school so this is my exit but yeah. education is so important so, i think that's always for me even before like i was really like passionate passionate about dancing school was always first and so i've always kept um my effort in that as high as i did with dance but i think as i've gone forward with dancing in my career i've noticed and realized how like how much more I'm leaning towards this side, but still remembering that. But this is still a priority too. No matter yes. what, even if um, even if you're getting paid crazy amounts and you're you can make a living off of 
making a living like an adult makes. Even as a kid, you still have to remember that's still a priority by law and just in general. And it should be a priority. And I wish that this, especially artists don't always understand it is show business. There's the business attached to the show. Exactly. But you need to know how to balance your checkbook, manage your money. If you're making a lot of money, what do you do with it? it? What do you do? What do you pay? It's exciting to go and buy a BMW, but maybe maybe you need the Toyota Prius or whatever. Just to be really smart about it and uh, not go crazy and make sure you're putting money away for retirement because this industry shifts so crazy at moment to moment. Sometimes you have health insurance, sometimes you don't, and you have to make sure those things are taken yeah, it care can, of it can switch in a second and just being prepared for anything is i think something that school not in all cases but um it's good to still be involved in school because it kind of prepares your brain and your mind to be able to deal with situations that you might not be able to deal with if you didn't go to school yeah and things come back around in ways you don't even know i was someone who loved school too but when i went out to dance professionally i found that i was burnt out not interested in dancing anymore. And I thought, well, I've always been a good writer and reporter and things like that. And so it led me back here and it led me back to dance. Right. So you don't know how. Yeah. So it's always, yeah, again, it's always good to just have your fingers and hands and everything just ready to go. No matter what, you'll still be able to go any which way you want and still be like satisfied with what you're doing. It, it really is. It's such a. I'm so glad that you you think that way because it really will serve you well as whichever direction your career goes in. Because when you get older, you'll realize like, because it doesn't take too much to do it now to really experience it and savor it later. And you'll realize, like, oh, good thing I did that. Yeah, you'll be happy you put some effort into your education. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Here's what I want to know, because you're 16 years old. Bucket list. Okay, we've crossed off Times Square. I've got to imagine Super Bowl's on there. Super Bowl's on there. That'd be, show. that'd be an awesome thing to do. The yeah. lab's not doing it this year, are they? No. I didn't know if you're going to drop a bomb on no, us. No, no, no. If, well, it, it would be it, good. It might, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah, that'd be really fun. It's in fun. Atlanta, too. It wouldn't be crazy. Oh, that'd be really fun. Yeah, it's not like snowy or anything. Yeah, hopefully that happens soon. We'll that'd just be awesome. put it out there. Someone now now it's spoken into the <laughs> into the world. Maybe it'll happen. Uh, what, other, what other goals do you have? Um, I'd say... The only goal I have is just what I said about 2019 was just being able to share and teach and inspire. I think that um, I've just kind of been going with the mindset of not really having a specific goal, but the goal itself is just to be open to everything and be open to moving forward. And Would you work for an things. artist? I know sometimes like a world tour is, uh-huh. is a lot yeah, of Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, again, open, I'm open to a lot of things. I just really want to grow and just continue on a path of just growing and learning and whatever comes along with it, if it aligns up and it all meets up with my purpose, then yeah. You're still a couple of years away, but I bet you get this question from time to time. So you think you can dance. Would you do it? It's it's a question that surprisingly happens to me a lot more than I expected <laughs> it to because yeah. um, it's a thing where you kind of, I like I couldn't say yes or no because at the, at the moment, I'd say... If you were old enough to audition in... Next month or uh-huh. in March when the auditions come up, would yeah, you? It's, it's weird because I would like to say yes, but then it's also a no because mm-hmm. I think it kind of depends on where I'm at and what I'm doing because if it – I think if it's – if it calls for it and it's kind of leading me in the right, right direction, then I'd love to do it. But if it kind of like leads me off and like takes me off track for a whole year, mm-hmm. then I, it'll kind of like – miss my goal of like continuing to move forward yeah so i think it just again it does just depends on where i'm at when i'm 18 if it, if it aligns and that'd be awesome i'd love to do it i've watched it since i was little 
and that'd be awesome and fun to do. But if it doesn't happen, I understand too that everything happens for a reason. And you don't have to do So You Think to make it in this industry. No, we do no, know no, that. Yeah, yeah. But I you think a lot of the So You Think fans would probably love to see you on this show. Yeah, I, it would It would be a fun experience. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun show. Even behind the scenes, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I've I think, heard from the people that I know from it. Yeah, Lex. <laughs> Lex, no big deal. Wait, he's going to drop a name. Lex. <laughs> no. Lex is great. And he's great, yeah. What I love about Lex, too, is that um, he's evolved even since he won the show. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things with anything, with any form of, like, winning competitions. It's just, it's very important and awesome that you what you did in that moment, but it's super, super important what you do after and how you manage yourself and what you do with yourself after because that's when that's when it really starts the journey starts after the other journey ended is when the new one begins that's what we like to say especially with the lab like winning the show was the end of that season of that journey but it was the start of a new one so with anything like that that's just the start of your new journey on to more things and more growth and I think he's been really good at it. And a lot of other people have been Taylor, really good at it. Taylor, Coco. Yeah. I, there's certain seasons I always hold as benchmarks. Season four, when right. you look at Twitch's season, season exactly. 10 has a lot of working dancers yes. in the industry. Yes. Oh, yes. Fiction. And season, oh, yeah. Fiction's one of them. Fiction. Yeah, Amy's season. been doing Broadway. Yeah. We can go on and on with that entire yeah, cast. Yeah. But And Jenna, of course, Jenna Johnson. But right. uh, season 14, I really feel like they made a yes, huge mark on the did. dance industry. They, they um, yeah, they've everyone's just been evolving and just I think especially that year there were just so many um innovators that were on that season and there's just so many and they got so much notice and so much publicity that was and a very, diverse very, cast yeah very deserved and they're all very diverse and so now there's a lot more um out there more movement out there and I think that's awesome that the dance industry just keeps growing. I know. I love it. I'm looking forward to season 16. And maybe we'll see you. We would be what? Season 17, 18, 18 maybe? Maybe. Maybe. You've got to well, stay we'll tuned. Keep my eyes well, open maybe, on it. maybe it'll happen. Maybe not. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming in. I'm so excited that we got you here all yes, by yourself. Thank you so, uh, I had a blast. Thank you so much. For I know. Me. We're going to keep your eyes on your career and what's next with the lab, too. Yes. Yes. Excellent. For people that want to follow you on social media, where should they find you? You can find me on on Instagram and on Twitter at Tradierego, T-R-E-D-E-R-E-G-O. And he's promising to tweet more yes. in 2019. Oh, this year, I'll be more active on things like that. And then you can find me on like YouTube and Facebook at just Tradierego, just my name, T-R-E. Space D E space R E G O. Perfect. I love I'm it. Yeah. Come back anytime, okay? Oh, please have me anytime. Right. I'd love to be it's back. A deal. All right. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us here for the first episode of 2019 here on To the Point, presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. We will be back next week with someone from Dancing with the Stars. See y'all next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.